0: to sign up today. Be sure to use the discount code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, for 15% off your first box. You can also follow The Beautiful Movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to The Uncommon teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. Each week, we talk about real-life issues that you're facing and how to overcome them in a way that stays true to who God created you to be. I'm your host, Jamie Kirshner, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. All right, ladies, so before we get started, I wanted to remind you not to forget to sign up for our next Uncommon Teen Bible Study. We are talking all about friends. Stay tuned to the end of this episode to learn more about how you can get signed up. All right, so there is a quote that says, Your beliefs become your thoughts. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions, your actions become your habits, your habits become your values, and your values become your destiny. I can't even begin to tell you how true that quote is. Now, we all know that there are two different kinds of thoughts. There are good thoughts, and then there are not so good thoughts. You know, the good thoughts are things that honor God, that bring life and encouragement and healing to ourselves and others. Then there are the thoughts that are more toxic. (laughs) Thoughts that bring pain or make us feel worthless or alone or anxious or discouraged. Thoughts like we're not good enough or we're not pretty enough. And while we're talking about thoughts, let me just give you a little disclaimer about thoughts. Just because a thought pops into your head does not necessarily mean that that was your thought. The enemy is so good at putting things into our heads and we're like, where in the world did that come from? That is the enemy. And the enemy likes to put those thoughts into our heads because he knows that if we can start to entertain that thought, then it eventually does become our thought. So that's just a little bit of a disclaimer. The enemy is really good at messing with our thought life. There have actually been research studies done that show that when we have those toxic thoughts or those negative thoughts, that it actually leads us to feel less valuable about ourselves, to feel like we're worthless. Like we're not effective. They actually lead to things like depression and anxiety and worry and sometimes even obsessive compulsive disorder. But before we get into how to change those thoughts, I wanna share with you an account of someone in the Bible who struggled with her own thoughts and how she was able to overcome them. She was able to change those thoughts and receive complete healing in her life. We find her story in the book of Mark. Chapter 5, verses 25 through 34. This is talking about the woman with the issue of blood. You may have heard this story before, and we're going to talk about her thoughts because it's very, very clear what she was going through. Again, this is Mark chapter 5, verses 25 through 26. It says, And there was a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years, and who had endured much suffering under the hands of many doctors, and had spent all that she had, and was no Better, but instead grew worse. I want you to think about this. This is a woman who had her cycle, and she could not stop bleeding for 12 years. I couldn't even imagine what she was walking through. Our blood contains iron, and when we are low on iron, which with bleeding for 12 years, I could only imagine that she was very deficient in iron. And I'm not a doctor, but I just looked up these symptoms online. And with an iron deficiency comes extreme tiredness, weakness, chest pain, shortness of breath, headaches, and dizziness. Could you imagine? She's not only bleeding for 12 years, but she's dealing with all of these symptoms on top of it. She has been to doctor after doctor after doctor after doctor, and these doctors are basically treating her as if she was an experiment. They would work on her and do exploratory surgeries on her. And instead of her getting better, she got worse. Could you imagine what she was going through in her mind? Not only was she suffering physically, but she had to have been suffering mentally. If we read the Old Testament Levitical lies, see, Jesus hadn't gone to the cross yet. He was walking the earth, doing his ministry at this time. So because it was before he died on the cross for our sins, They were still living by the Old Testament law. Leviticus 15, 19 through 27 tells us that if a woman was on her cycle, she was considered to be unclean during that time. She had to be in total isolation until it was over. So think about it. This lady was in isolation, complete isolation for 12 years, couldn't even be in the same room with another person. Because she was unclean, she couldn't be around her family. If she was married, she couldn't be around her husband. If she had kids, she couldn't hug them and watch them grow up. She was in complete isolation. Could you imagine how deprived she must have been of love on top of all that physical suffering? And if she ever did go in public, which was not very often at all, she had to wear a certain cloth that would tell everybody else that she was unclean. And she would have to yell at the top of her lungs, unclean, unclean, unclean. So over and over and over again, she's telling herself, I'm unclean. I'm not getting better. I'm only getting worse. No one loves me. No one cares about me. She's got all these thoughts running through her head. And ladies, if she didn't abide by this law in Leviticus, she would be put to death. This lady felt so bad physically, she was an outcast socially and emotionally. She was completely deprived and deeply alone. But then we see in verse 27 that something changes. Mark 5, 27 says, She heard the reports concerning Jesus, the reports of how he was healing the blind and healing the sick. So as she began to hear these reports, something changed on the inside of her. For the first time in 12 years, she finally had hope. I could only imagine that as Jesus was walking down her road, which was not by accident, she heard all of this shouting and all of these praises and the crowd was so loud, she had to be curious. And so I can just only imagine that maybe she peeked out the door as she heard these people proclaiming how Jesus had healed them and their loved ones. And because of that, hope began to spring up inside of her. And she thought, you know what? Maybe this is an opportunity for me to finally be healed. For 12 years, she had been telling herself negative thoughts. Thoughts that she was never going to get better. She was only going to get worse. That nobody loved her. Nobody cared about her. Nobody wanted anything to do with her. Everybody made fun of her for 12 years. Think about that. Those thoughts ruled her mind. But as soon as she heard the accounts of Jesus, in that moment, she began to change her thoughts. And at the end of verse 27, and then we're going to read on through verse 28, it says, she came up behind Jesus. In the crowd and touched his garment, for she kept saying, If only I touch his garments, I will be healed. Think about this. Those thoughts turned into words. She kept saying, if I only touch his garments, I will be healed. And the Greek word for that phrase kept saying is in the continuous form. She was saying it over and over and over and over again, repeating herself. Why do you think she was repeating herself? Why do you think she kept saying that over and over and over again? If only I touch his garments, I will be healed. She was changing what was on the inside of her. In order to change our thoughts, we have to speak the truth. And that's exactly what this woman was doing. You know, at first, when she started speaking those words, she probably didn't even believe it. It was probably actually the opposite. She probably felt funny saying those words because she didn't feel healed. Why would she speak those things if she didn't feel healed? But she didn't stop because she wasn't going to let her feelings stop her from receiving what God has for her. She kept saying those words over and over and over again until they weren't just words anymore. Now they were a belief that got deep down inside of her. With every ounce of her being, she believed, she knew that she was going to be healed. And because she changed her thoughts, those thoughts changed her words. And listen to what happens next. In Mark 5, 27, at the end, it says, She came up behind Jesus in the crowd and touched his garment. It drove her to action. She's not supposed to be around people. She's unclean. But she had so much hope on the inside of her that she could actually change what was going on in her life. And listen to what happens next. Mark five twenty nine, And immediately her flow of blood was dried up at the source. And suddenly she felt in her body that she was healed of her ailments. Ladies, it wasn't just her blood that stopped flowing. Her body was completely replenished of any nutrients, including iron, that she had been lacking. Jesus had completely healed her from the inside out. He can do the same thing for you. Let's go on and read verse 30. And Jesus, recognizing in himself that power had gone out of him to touch someone specific, he turned around and immediately asked, Who touched me? Verse 31. And the disciples kept saying to him, You see the crowd pressing hard all around you from all sides, and you're asking, Who touched me? Verses 32-33 through says, Still, Jesus kept looking around to see her who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had been done to her, though alarmed and frightened, trembling, she fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Remember, Levitical law said that she couldn't touch anybody or she would be put to death. She was afraid, but she told him anyway, because she knew in that moment she was healed. Verse 34 says, But Jesus said to her, Daughter, your faith has restored you to health. Go in peace and be completely healed and completely free of your disease. And in the Greek, this means that she will continually be healed and continually be freed of this disease. It will never come back again. Now think about this. Now she's not only physically healed, but since her issue of blood stopped, she could rejoin society again. She could be around people again. If she had a family, she could be around her family again. And did you notice that Jesus called her daughter? No, she was not his physical daughter. (laughs) Jesus was never married, never had kids, but he was using a term of endearment. Remember, this lady had no one to love her or to tell her that she was loved for 12 years. He used this term as a way to say to her, I love you so much more than you realize. And ladies, I want you to know that the same is true for you. Is there a thought, or maybe more than one thought, that you've been struggling with? Maybe there are thoughts like, I'm not pretty. I'll never be good enough. I'm too fat. I'm too skinny. I'm not smart. I'm a total nobody. I'm weird. I'm ugly. I'm a disappointment. Nobody likes me. worthless. Let me just tell you, none of those are true. They are a lie from the enemy. Ecclesiastes 3.10 says that God has made everything beautiful in its time. And ladies, this is your time. God created you specifically for this time. And whether you know it or not, you're beautiful. You are good enough. You are loved and accepted by our heavenly father. You're not weird. God says that you're unique. And that is an incredible thing, by the way, we don't need to compare ourselves to others or try to be somebody that we're not because the easiest person to be is who you are. You're unique. You're not a disappointment. God looks at you through his eyes of love and says to you, you are my daughter and I love you so much. Nothing you could ever do and nothing that has ever been done to you could ever change how much I love you. You're not worthless. When Jesus went to the cross, he cried out in the Garden of Gethsemane, basically asking God, God, is there another way? Do I have to go to this cross? He knew what he was about to face. But as soon as that question popped out of his mouth, he closed his eyes. And before him, there was a picture of you. And he said, oh, no, no, no. I'm going to the cross because I see my beautiful daughter. And I love her so much and I want a relationship with her and I want her to live a life of peace and joy. And Jesus is saying to you right now, I love you. I want you. I want you to know my love. I want to help you walk through this life. There are so many people out there who may be making fun of you or saying things about you that are not true. I accept you because I know who you really are. That is what God is saying to you. He loves you so, so much. Ladies, I encourage you. Get into the word of God. Take these things that I just shared with you. Speak them over your life. You are beautiful. You are valuable. You are so loved. You are accepted by God. You have a purpose, and God chose you before the beginning of the world. He loves you that much. Ladies, if you are a part of our email list, this Friday, March 18th, 2022, I'm going to be sending out some verses that you can print off that talks about what God says about you. If you're not yet on our email list, go to the Uncommon Teen app. You can download this app at uncommonteenapp.com. Then find the tab that says, don't miss a thing and get signed up there. If you're listening to this podcast after March 18th, all you need to do is go to the Uncommon Teen app and click on the tab that says Connect with Jamie and write in there verses on what God says about me or something along those lines. So I know exactly what verses that you need, and I will get those verses to you immediately. Ladies, because I want to give you actual steps that you can take to help you in every area of your life. Next week, we will be continuing on to part two of this message. And we'll talk about practically how do we change our thoughts? How does that look in real life? All right, ladies. So as we say each week, and I encourage you, write this down too and speak it daily. Don't just speak it when you listen to a podcast. Speak it over yourself all the time because it's God's truth about what he says about you. Repeat after me. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies. So, as I shared at the beginning of this episode, now is the time to sign up for our next Uncommenting Bible study. I don't want you to miss out. This time, we're talking all about friendship. What does a good friend look like? How do I become a good friend? What happens when my friends are bad influences? And you get an opportunity to meet and hang out with some other teen girls just like you who love God and are walking this journey with you. All right, so how do you get signed up? First of all, talk to your mom or your guardian and let them know how interested you are in joining this Bible study. And then have them go to the Uncommon Teen app. Again, you can get that at uncommonteenapp.com and click on the tab that says Friends Bible Study. Have her sign you both up for a five-minute call with me to learn more about how we can get you started. The reason we do this five-minute call is so that you and your mom can get to know me a little bit better and ask any questions that you might have, but also so I can get to know both of you. All right, ladies, I hope that this episode was a blessing to you all. Have a wonderful week, and we will see you back here next time. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. I hope that you know just how much God really does love you. Now, I want you to repeat after me, and I want you to mean it with all your heart. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, so I have a question for you. What does your summer look like? What is one thing that you are going to do this summer that is going to change your life forever? What are you going to do this summer to help you make friends who love Jesus, that will help you grow in your walk with God, all while having a blast? If your answer is, well, (laughs) not really a whole lot, well, I have something just for you that will help you do all of those things. Are you interested? What if you did something this summer that could change your life forever? Ladies, I want to invite you to join me for Uncommon Teen Live 2024 because you are going to do just that. You are going to meet your new besties. You're going to have a blast and grow in your walk with God. So grab your parents, head on over to uncommonteen.com and grab your tickets today.